0: Trigger warning, um, just for this episode, we do mention suicide quite often because it pertains to the episode in the case. So we just wanted to leave that there.
1: In between the lines, there's a lot of obscurity.
0: I'm not to... This is We're psyched. Hi, I'm Elle, and I've never done a podcast.
1: And I'm Jacob, and I've never seen Psych.
0: And now I'm making him watch it.
1: And now I'm making her do a podcast.
0: So let's get started. Welcome back to We're Psyched. Tonight we are covering Season 1, Episode 5, Nine Lives, written by Andy Berman, directed by Matt Shackman, aired on August 4th, 2006, and here's the wiki synopsis. So Sean believes an apparent suicide is really a murder and he keeps himself on the case by pretending the victim's cat is giving him information.
1: What a fun episode this is.
0: Yeah, I really like the title.
1: I, yeah, it's really funny. And you know me, as a cat person, I really, really thought that was a lot of fun, how much there was a cat in this episode. Yeah, but I admit the cat was cute. I was looking in the credits in the, uh, of this episode as they were rolling by, and it didn't look like they actually credited the cat in the opening... T- which I thought they would have done.
0: No, they didn't. I think they should. They should have. But um, if you want a little fun fact about that cat, um, it's, they call it, well, Sean references him as the little boy cat, but it's actually a girl. Oh. And the kind of cat is a calico. And do you know what a calico cat means or is? No,
1: but I've heard that expression So it's before. a
0: tri-colored coat, basically. Okay. So they have three different colors on them, like usually like brown, white, black.
1: Okay. Yeah, this one was mostly brown, but there was some Mm
0: -hmm.
1: other colors in there. Interesting. Um, You know me. I like to mention directors. Um, This episode was directed by Matt Shackman, uh, as you previously mentioned, who is quite uh, a big director now. He's directing the upcoming Star Trek movie that's going to come out in 2023. He directed uh, some. I don't know if some or all of the Wandavision show, some Game of Thrones, some of The Boys, and some of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So yeah, I think it's cool to um, to see that this is his first work, bef- or not his first work, but some earlier work before he's done some pretty huge shows now.
0: That's cool. I've yeah. heard his name before. Didn't he also work on Game of Thrones?
1: Yeah, Game of Thrones is one of the one of the credits. You you're a fan of Game of Thrones, right? So d- was that where you. Was it familiar? I am. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have, I've seen Game of Thrones like, like twice, but yeah, it's pretty good. Way different from Psych, though. Way different. Psych, Psych beats Game of Thrones, in my uh, opinion. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, shall we get into the episode?
0: Yes, we should. Okay. So, starting with a flashback, <laughs>
1: as they so often do.
0: Yes, so starting with the flashback, Sean and his dad are sitting outside, and Sean's eating a bowl of cereal, and he's mad because... He can't get the mood ring, which is the prize at the end of the box of cereal. And his dad tells him, well, you know, sometimes, Sean, you just need to turn things upside down to make them right side up. And you got your prize.
1: And then he just opens up a second box of cereal
0: from the ju- bottom
1: and then pulls out the little mood ring, which I think is is clever um, just to, to make a point like that. But also it didn't really make sense why they had two bowls or two boxes of cereal out
0: yeah, Why? I thought that was weird.
1: I mean, it's just for convenience of, you know, having that moment where he opens up the other one and says his a little one liner. But um
0: But I like that scene. Yeah,
1: it's a good scene. A good scene and, and more good natured than some of his other ones where he's been more harsh on Sean.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a actually really good um observation because usually the flashbacks are Henry being a little bit tough on his son.
1: Yeah. And then this one was was them getting, well, I, w- I wouldn't call it getting along, but I would just call it much more of just a quote-unquote normal father-son relationship, yeah. if there is such a thing.
0: And just like all the flashbacks and Psych, like this one has major re- relevance to the case.
1: Right. And a, dir- a direct callback in the fact that the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode where they're eating that cereal. Yes,
0: we can get to that. We can get to that. Okay, um, okay, so the case starts with Sean and Gus walking down the street. And I'd like to point out that James Roday Rodriguez can use chopsticks very well. He can did you, Jacob? Yep.
1: A... Um, I can not well though. I can use <laughs> chopsticks. Okay, uh, cool. Mediocrely. Um, for an American. Um I actually wrote a note about that too. A lot of these like scenes are walk and talk scenes where the you know the cameras like the cameraman's walking backwards and then filming them walking and talking, which, I don't know, it just seems like that's, that's their, their go-to where they, because, where, you know, it's easy to like have them walking and then they get somewhere and then that, that, that moves the story along. So I just, I, I, I think it's interesting that that's happened so much and I wonder.
0: Do you think you know. that that happened more in this episode than the others?
1: No, I just noticed it because it was the first scene after the, uh, after the flashback
0: Oh, at the start gotcha. and i yeah, was like oh it's, an, it. it's
1: another walk and talk that f- seems familiar you know it just it feels like psych you know west wing did that 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 old show um west wing did walk and talks a lot um and it became became a big thing uh so it's you know interesting to see that this is a psych like nuance or repeated motif thing kind of thing i don't
0: know yeah that's interesting mm. i i didn't really catch that I, I mean you're a film guy yeah i think that's really nice having to re-watch these episodes with you because you really understand film
1: yeah no, so you I love catch that kind of thing. things
0: that I don't really yeah. like notice
1: I like fi- I like figuring out like how they filmed filmed scenes so I'm like oh yeah so they just had a guy on a steady cam, they filmed it a couple different times a couple different angles with the cameraman walking in front
0: yeah so they yeah. make it to a crime scene which Sean told Gus they weren't going to right. do a case but of course
1: and he has a police scanner
0: <laughs> or the, the walkie talkie oh it's a walkie talkie or...
1: but he called it a scanner yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and so they get to the crime scene and we find out that, okay, Lasterder takes three creams and four sugars in his coffee. coffee. Yeah. I am Whole-ly not a huge coffee shit. drinker, but is that a lot? That's a lot, That's right? a
1: lot. I, I don't really drink black coffee. I'm a latte person. Um, but three creams and four sugars, the most I would do is two of each. And even that's sweet for me.
0: I know that um, seems, yeah. that seems excessive. So
1: it sounds like he doesn't really like coffee. He just likes... Sweet and caffeine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I'm not blaming him for, but um, but yeah, I think it's kind of funny. Given that you know, you'd expect like the hardcore detective to be like, "I'll have a black coffee, please," mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing.
0: And I mean, Lassiter is that like hard cop type, hard yeah, detective absolutely. type. Absolutely, but yeah. then it was so funny.
1: Yeah, and he... then he, oh, I guess it's a it's a later scene where he has a coffee with three creams and four sugars, and he drops it on himself. Man. <laughs> So yes, I, love, I love that. It's, okay. He
0: sets himself himself up so easily for Sean to make fun of him. I right. feel a little bit bad. Yeah.
1: I just... Another thing, I, I wrote a note about the coffee is that was an obviously empty-ass cup that Sean grabbed from Gus and then was like, oh, this is Lassie's coffee.
0: And that bothers you. And that
1: bothers me. That's one of those things. We've said yeah. it before and I'll say it I agree.
0: It I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that.
1: It's a good moment, though, that scene where he's just like, you know, I wrote a note. I've... I can't remember where I heard it, but I heard this phrase where the best way to get information is to be confidently wrong, and then someone yeah. we people are willing to correct you.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's
1: you don't ask for information like oh how does he take his coffee because like why would you ask that? But then Sean was just like, what do you say? No cream, no sugar. Yeah, no and, cream, no sugar. And then and then McNeil was, like, was like, you mean three creams, four sugars? And then he was like. Yes, smart I as it is smartest attack. Yeah. That's that's something I've heard somewhere where it's like the best way to get information is to just be yeah. wrong and people correct you.
0: I really like that. And um speaking of McNab, well Buzz McNabb by his full name, mm-hmm. I really like that this episode features his character a lot more. We had a
1: lot of scenes with him.
0: He I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but you can just tell from this episode alone that he is like such a sweet guy. Yeah. I think he's he kind really of an is. underrated sight character. He's kind of gullible too but he's right. just so nice and yeah. just i don't know i it's like i would want to be friends with buzz it's
1: a good it's a good um what do you call it juxtaposition to uh the other the other cops because it shows you know he's he's new right he doesn't have a ton of experience and he's just figuring things out and and he hasn't let it jade him yet and so it's just a, a great a great play as an opposite uh, opposite to Lassiter.
0: Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Okay, so Sean and Gus enter the crime scene and so it's this man's uh, apartment condo. Um mm-hmm. Something. old man about fifty years old. Mm-hmm. And he's dead on the couch.
1: Dead as a doornail. <laughs> Wait, yeah. dead as a
0: doorknob? That is a doornail. That is a doornail. That is a Dad, dad is a scarecrow. Dad is dead. dead. Dad, it's Father's Day. We're accidentally Father's Day. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> um, he's dead. He's just dead. No, yeah. um, he's gone. He's goner. Uh, and um, Sean and Gus wander into the kitchen, and this is where we hear the delicious. Delicious. They hide one, know yep. like every episode, right?
1: Uh, supposedly.
0: Um, we should talk about
1: that. I posited in another episode that there was a number of things in each episode that have, that are said.
0: Yeah, I have a list. Do you want me to read it? Yes. So the pineapple, which we already were clocking, a fist bump, the phrase, I can't do this right now, the phrase, I've heard it both ways, the word delicious, and then a what, and then a ghost, Gus, don't be a, those are all the things we're yeah. charting.
1: And I posited that. There were those in every episode because that's what I read on IMDb, but it doesn't seem like they're in every episode. It
0: doesn't. But if it's there, I think it's worth mentioning. It's worth
1: mentioning because they happen frequently. Yeah. So we'll keep charting them. There's just not in every episode like I'd previously be, uh, come to believe.
0: Yeah. So um, I think a forensics guy opens the cabinet of the dead guy's kitchen and Sean it's a sees... spice cabinet. Yeah, the spice yeah. cabinet. And Sean sees something for he wants to put in his Chinese takeout.
1: Red pepper flakes.
0: He goes, "Mmm, delicious spice." Yeah. So there's the word "delicious."
1: Yeah, there's there's that. So in it is in this crime scene where we are introduced to the cat of the episode. Yes. And I wanted to look this up. Are animals actually used in law enforcement? I believe they are. Not not Dogs like, are. not canine units, but oh, okay. I mean like as witnesses, because surely you could use a dog to sniff people and give you some sort of information,
0: right? Okay, as up. a witness? That's a little bit hard since dogs can't really speak. So, okay, and so like in this case, the only witness to the crime is a cat. I don't know how that would hold up in court or anything because it's an animal and the cat can't talk obviously, but I don't know. What did you find?
1: So, my quick search of Dr. Google, can an animal testify in court? There are instances where animals have been used to provide testimony or other evidence in the court in both US the US and France. No way. Yeah. A parrot in the mid nineties.
0: <laughs> oh well that heard, makes sense. Yeah, it
1: heard his boss say quote unquote vile things. The parrot repeated what it had heard and was considered a witness.
0: A wow. house cat in nineteen
1: ninety four named Snowball used blood stains from its fur to narrow down suspects then the owner's body was found next to a man's leather jacket and had cat hair on the blood splatter cat hair and blood splatter the DNA was matched to snowball and that helped convict convict the killer that doesn't really count
0: well that's okay that's super cool though
1: another parrot (laughs) named bud which repeated (laughs) who repeated the phrase please don't fucking shoot (laughs) oh my god Oh my um, French cases there's a dog named Scooby. oh, this is what we're looking for. um a French court had Scooby take the stand in a suspected murder case and that had been disguised as a suicide to see if any suspects elicited elicited excessive barking. Apparently, it worked, and one suspect was identified as the murderer.
0: Oh, so they can be so they can be
1: this is real
0: that is so okay, that is super cool. But I bet you anything, Sean didn't know about that. He was just
1: no. He's totally just bullshitting. But oh yeah,
0: to up his performance. But that's so
1: cool. That that is awesome. Because I was like, I wondered as we watched the episode, like, why would Chief Vic even allow this animal around if it wasn't like at least there wasn't some sort of precedent? And apparently there it really is.
0: Wow, that is. I mean, it's a little different with Sean's case because he's just using it. (laughs) Right. But I love that. That is so cool.
1: Yeah, that's I'm really really glad I found that.
0: Yeah, so um back to the case. Yep. Sean quickly um figures out that this wasn't a real suicide yep. and that this guy in fact was murdered because he finds little details like, well, if you were going to kill yourself, wouldn't you want to lock the door? Mm-hmm. And then also why would you be preparing dinner for the next day if you knew you were just going to die? Yeah,
1: not just today's meal, but marinating meal a prep. steak which takes a day. So yep. preparing for tomorrow's meal.
0: Yeah. And um Then the creepy thing is, is this isn't the only case. They find another victim in her car who Mm -hmm. it looks like a carbon monoxide poisoning thing. Like, it looks like she committed suicide. She didn't. And just countless other bodies, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Which was interesting. When Sean revealed this to Gus and the audience, um, he said... Then how do you explain the second body they found? He held up the walkie-talkie and it was them talking about it, <laughs> yeah. which was a fun moment. And it's like, oh, shit, this is cool. It just you know, got way more interesting. Um, but then it's like when he's later recounting the, what they'd found to Gus and they're looking at their board with all the pictures and the evidence you know, tied together, it turns out that was actually the fourth thing that they found. So I wonder why he said oh. the second body. And then it's actually the fourth
0: okay i actually i think i i know the answer to that oh really so um we have to go a little far into the case but that's okay yeah so it's the second body that he knows of since he started the case but it's the fourth uh, body from the first case in the first case being the brother who committed suicide
1: which we didn't we weren't we were introduced after that right yes right so it
0: is the second body for sean got it yeah because it's the second crime scene he's been to but it's the fourth of many previous quote-unquote suicides.
1: Yeah, and then that he's connecting. Yeah, but good other. catch. Good yeah. catch.
0: Um,
1: oh, there's another tiny detail I noticed in that scene where they had the, the board, the evidence board. Um, so on the one with the car, when they turned on the car to test the emissions, um, this music started blaring. And then there's this little tiny note on the evidence board that sh- presumably Sean wrote that said, Muzak loud. <laughs>
0: which Muzak I think is really
1: Muzak, Muzak,
0: Wow. Yeah. That is such a Sean thing. Right. Very observant. I didn't catch that. That's great.
1: Yeah, I was just I was looking to try to see if I could see anything in the pictures or something while they were, while they were talking in that scene. And then that was a little detail.
0: Another thing about the scene is it has a little parallel to the flashback. So when Henry gave him the advice, you have to turn everything upside down to make it right side up. Sean does that with his little board. And he's yeah. like, oh... I didn't really... Why don't we start at the beginning,
1: right? You know, because he was okay. looking
0: at it like, "Oh, well, what, what, do, like, what do they have in common?" And he had nothing really yet.
1: Yeah, I, I was confused when I watched that. I was like, "What detail is he finding?"
0: I was because we didn't bit confused really see. Too.
1: We saw, we saw him put the picture, like rearrange the pictures. I um, think he
0: was putting them back in order.
1: Back in order. Okay. Because
0: mm-hmm, they weren't okay. in order. And So then that leads him to the ha- the apartment of the first guy who committed suicide and right. his brother is Hiltonbach. Do oh, we know God. his first name? I don't think we ever know Um
1: I don't think it's said, but IMDB says uh, Wes Hiltonbach
0: Wes Hilton. And um <laughs> Sean and Gus pretend to be Oh well, Sean pretends like they're a Holy couple Holy
1: fuck, that was funny. Oh that was I so love great. That.
0: Yeah. We're
1: partners (laughs) in a private relationship.
0: (laughs) We finish these sentences. Oh, Gus. Shower for two. Shower for two. (laughs) It was so good. Oh, I love that so much. And of course, Gus goes along with it. Yeah.
1: Was gay marriage legal in California back then?
0: In 2006? Um,
1: 2008. Oh, shit. Okay. So they were, it's kind of progressive in a way yeah but the, i mean
0: hilton bach seemed cool with it he seemed cool with he it seemed cool with it. <laughs> yeah which is it's actually kind of funny you know he's cool with murder yeah gay marriage
1: yeah you know mar- murder <laughs> when i a note when i was watching this scene is i was like i i thought at first that this scene with hilton bach when he was talking about his brother i thought this was a red herring I was just like, okay, they wouldn't introduce the real person, the real killer at this early. And it's just a red herring making him jealous of or envious um, of his uh, brother. But I thought, hey, we're not actually, we're supposed to be sus of him, but it's not actually going to be him. And then, you know, they throw you for another loop later. And then it turns out, oh, he actually is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that um, because. Even if you guessed it at the very beginning, oh, that's got to be the murder, you have no motive yet. You know uh, what I mean? Well,
1: there's only motive for the brother because I would... Only
0: for the brother, but yeah. which, which she turns out he didn't kill his brother. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. why you're like, ooh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. got to keep an that's eye That's good out.
1: writing right there. Oh, it is really great like writing.
0: Um, so a little farther into the episode, Sean and Gus, and actually Lasseter and Juliet, figure out that they all have a tie to this suicide hotline where the extra S is for extra stress, <laughs> stress line, I guess. Um, I have a quick question about that. I, I don't know if you would know this or research it, but um, so how so they're a nonprofit. How do nonprofit telephone lines make money? Because they have I don't know. I think he said they have 12 lines. So that's at least 12 employees plus the main the head guy, Terrence. So 13 people at least. I wonder how they make money off of free calls. I mean, it's a great thing that they're doing, stress lines and stuff, but where's the income?
1: Right, because they have office space. They have employees. I'm looking this up. So it's like, how do nonprofit call centers make money? Um, donation campaigns.
0: That makes sense. Right. Most nonprofits receive their income and through donations.
1: So that makes sense because you saw um, Rory was doing community service, which means they probably have some sort of um, deal with whatever, the judge, prosecutor, justice department, where it's like they receive funding and people to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, makes sense.
1: Um, some things I noticed, Lassie is such a dick to McNabb.
0: Oh my gosh, poor McNabb. Like, okay, if we're backtracking, McNabb yeah. goes to Lasseter for some Advice because he's stressing out. He's getting married. Mm-hmm. He's worried about... He's five about pounds
1: him. away from his weight gain, His weight uh, goal.
0: Yeah, and he's a little bit nervous about his performance. Um. Yeah, Lasseter is so mean. Like, he doesn't even attempt to hear McNabb out. No, he's just like,
1: are you trying to piss me off?
0: I know, and then he calls him a creep. It's yeah. just, it's so...
1: And I noticed about, like timothy amundsen's performance he talks through his teeth like this he's like clenching his jaw and I, opening his that. mouth he's like he acts angry so well i like it yeah. i like
0: it a lot it's a he very... does it
1: when he's pissed off at sean
0: <laughs> which is like all the time all the time <laughs> and then uh um, so... is
1: default state
0: <laughs> hit that in that strong irish hairline um <laughs> so back to the case um they're at the uh, the stress line headquarters i guess yeah we see the pineapple because sean brings it as a gift right to terrence
1: sean
0: one pineapple
1: sean (laughs) you guys can cut it up yourself um (laughs) sean bought office space in the broom closet
0: oh my god and
1: they bought an apartment didn't they he said they got he said they got the apartment
0: he they did
1: well, he said well, that. I
0: don't know if he actually put it down. Where the hell are they getting payment? this money?
1: Well, right? The security maybe, deposit. Maybe
0: Hilton Bach just said, "Guess what? I chose you guys."
1: Right. You know, it didn't. They go don't any have to th- accept right. yeah. But I, but still, the office space True. that can't be cheap.
0: It's probably not. But I mean, well, they a, have solved a, a bunch of cases. I mean, in the beginning of the episode, Gus was just like, "I'm tired right. of solving cases. We've been doing it a lot."
1: Yeah. Ma- imagine the thought process, though. It's like, "I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to get us somewhere. So we're going to." Pay to have our our like our fake name tag on a, a broom closet oh near this call center that might give us a lead in this case.
0: The thing just this one case. I love Sean so much, but I mean I feel like the way I think is a lot like Gus. Like I would be so hesitant to put any of my personal money towards something like that. Oh I'm yeah. Very careful and about it's, like my finances. It's this
1: recurring joke where Sean uses Gus's money, right?
0: Oh, yeah. You yeah. discuss for His car, his money.
1: The car, which, by the way, this is the episode where we find out, you were in fact right, that it is a company
0: car. Oh, thank you for like keeping an eye out for that. I yeah. thought it was from from the Central Coast Pharmaceuticals?
1: Yes, because we, okay. we were wondering last episode.
0: Yeah. Oh, and also the thing we can clock is when they introduce themselves to the other workers of the stress line. Sean introduces himself as, of course, Sean Spencer. And this is my partner, Gus Silly Pants Jackson. I mean, you got part of his part name. Part of it, right. <laughs> so there's the Gus nickname. Yeah. I love it. And then, okay, this is a little observation of mine, is all the men in the office are spreading to the extreme. Oh, really? Like, not even, like... I. Obviously, you can't see what I'm doing right now, but like not audio just like audio s- medium.
1: This is an audio medium.
0: <laughs> I like, know. Shut up. It's not just like a slight man spread. They're like spreading. out there. Oh, balls yeah.
1: like balls cooling. In Especially the
0: breeze. Rory. Didn't you notice the way he's at?
1: Dude was so weird. Yeah, he was like hunched reclining and just like- or hunched. Yeah, either extreme.
0: And that's like, I don't know, Jacob, tell me, yeah, how old were you when you first started to manspread?
1: <laughs> I well, I don't know it's just it's just comfortable to sit that way sometimes. why uh well, because you gotta let the little boys breathe.
0: Okay, but the, um, <laughs> the thing but, is is I manspread sometimes in public because I think it's just comfortable, and eyeballs. I get nasty what do? You- Okay, no, but I'm getting that to that. Okay. I get some you're nasty looks. You're getting look- them? What? no, whoa. Yeah. That's, that's something else. No, I get some nasty looks from people, men and women, who like judge me really because they're like, oh well you're not a dude. And I get it, like man spreading
1: Well, okay, see so you, you can psychoanalyze it to say that it's it's a dominance thing, like you take up space, or you can say it's a comfort thing, a reclining thing. But personally, I sit both ways sometimes. Sometimes I sit with my legs crossed. Like i I go both ways. It's not I like, don't
0: find that comfy. I'd rather man manspread.
1: Right. I don't I don't know if there's a reason for it or a specific any reason, but you know
0: I don't know. I just I, just Rory, noticed that they were all sitting there super super <laughs> relaxed and I yeah. was like, Okay, good yeah. for you.
1: Well, um it's a cushy job. It's easy. They don't have to be uptight or True. frantic anyway but it's an important job you're right um rory looks like as soon as he went on screen i was like is that a goth version of philip seymour hoffman because he looks <laughs> Wait a, minute. a shit ton like philip seymour hoffman younger
0: yeah i was gonna say isn't he old
1: yeah and dead but
0: oh yeah, yeah philip seymour hoffman oh my god Right? Wait a minute.
1: So without the eyeliner. Yeah. And really, you know the better really hair they're younger.
0: Holy shit.
1: Right? And no relation. This guy's name what is this guy's name that who is in this episode?
0: Wait a minute. They look so they look like right. they could be father and son. His
1: name was Michael Adam Thwait, who played Rory. Um, they look
0: like they could be related. They really do. That's so funny. Like literally Doppelganger. Just right. maybe a little younger and golf. I actually liked Rory.
1: Yeah, good character. He was
0: weird. Weird. Not a murderer.
1: No, and it's, I love the loop they throw you through and they throw Sean through it too when Sean was watching Gus do the fake call. um, Yeah. That was really, really creepy. Like, and then Sean said, that was creep to the max. Yeah. Um, He was heading you toward Creep Island where the (laughs) creepy natives drink (laughs) creepy juice from their creepy nectar from the creepy coconuts.
0: I love that. And then speaking of a coconut, Sean brings yeah. that again for Terrence. What is it with him it's bringing deconstruct- singular fruit or...
1: Well, it's a deconstructed pina colada.
0: Oh. So he's just going to come bring with like... a
1: jar of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> bottle of tequila. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so Gus is waiting for him back in the broom closet. And one thing about Gus is, in this is he gets kind of jealous of the little boy cat because Lasseter jokingly yeah. calls him, oh, your new partner and Gus right. gets offended he gets
1: he, that gets in his head because then Sean lets the cat sit in the front seat in the car <laughs> yeah on the and car ride. I
0: bring this up because it was one other thing we were, we were clocking the Gus don't be a so there there's a actually of those, three right? in this episode so the first one Gus don't be a silly goose the second the one the most
1: normal I like silly goose is a, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Common... I think
0: that's pretty common but they just get more obscure as the show right. goes along um, the second one is when Gus is feeling insecure about their partnership. And Sean goes, the cat's not my part new partner, Gus. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. That's a little That's bit a, different because it's, it's not yeah. don't be eh something.
1: But similar. Si- yeah. Similar vein.
0: And then the third one, Sean says, Gus, don't be a crazy hooligan.
1: I love that. I they love all that. kind three of mean the same in one, thing. Two and a half and one. Um, okay. So they went to the apartment. And then as they were leaving... This is, we're backtracking a little bit, but I had a note I wanted to ask. Uh, As Sean was leaving, he grabs the dead brother's mail. Oh, gosh. So I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are. And you, dear listener, as well, could write in if you have any thoughts about this. I thought
0: that was a little risky.
1: Is opening, well, here's what I thought. Is opening a dead guy's mail a victimless crime? Because it is a crime to open someone else's mail, but there's no victim because they're fucking dead. I think
0: it is a victimless crime, but that's not why I thought it was risky. I thought it was risky because Hiltonbach could have, A, heard him because paper crinkles and he folded it and put it in his pocket. Right. Or Hiltonbach could have noticed later, oh, yeah. this mail that was clearly on top of a stack in the bathroom is gone. Right. Oh, who did I just show my apartment to? Right, you know. there's
1: only one or two people yeah. who have been there,
0: mm-hmm. so that's yeah. why I risky. thought it was a little risky. Yeah. But I guess you're thinking on the Gus side,
1: I was right. I was, I was because Gus call, uh, Gus called him out on it in the car. He was like, You can't open someone's mail, Sean, that's a federal offense. He's like, He's dead.
0: Yeah, so he's like, the guy's dead.
1: What's the problem?
0: I, I guess, mean, I guess
1: it's still a crime, but
0: he's I, not going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, but the guy's dead, so I yeah. don't think it really matters. Is it stealing? No, because the guy's dead.
1: It isn't stealing if no one wants it.
0: If no one wants it, why are we stealing it?
1: Let's just say we have different points of view.
0: <laughs> if anyone gets that reference, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so,
1: back in the police station, after they figured out that the phone lines are a lead, um, I wrote down how Juliet suddenly doubts Sean after previously she'd been very trusting and following her intuition when he has his intuition. Um, but then they answered their own question. It's like, well, they already tried that lead and it didn't come up with anything as far as they were concerned. So it, I, it answered itself, but I just wrote it down like, oh, that's interesting that it's different, her, yeah. a different reaction for her.
0: Well, um, it's good that you bring up Juliet's intuition because I know we said it was very strong. Mm-hmm. I still think this episode holds true to that because when Sean tells Lassie, you know what? You're right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. That lead didn't work. He's, you know, he's obviously trying to put them off. Juliet's like, something's not right. I oh, yeah. Think he's still going to try to.
1: He gave up so easy. Yeah.
0: And Lassie's like, yeah, I think you're right. So, you know, Juliet's intuition still going yeah. very strong there. And then Because, Lassie... of course, Sean would not give that up.
1: Right. Right. No, he never does. He's so like, he's so insistent on shit.
0: Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> I have this written down. Oh, God. You um...
0: laughed before you said something. <laughs> It's got to be good then.
1: I'm laughing at my own jokes, everyone. Um, Terrence, when he got up from his desk, he whacked his shin and he was like, ow.
0: I noticed that. I wonder yeah. if that's, I wonder if that was an improv right? or if it he's was little, in the script or if yeah. it was on an accident.
1: Right. Cause he's a little bit of a goofball. Yeah. He's just kind of a weird dude.
0: Yeah. Um, quirky.
1: Yeah. Quirky. And then he does that. Wait,
0: wait, make the sound again. Make the sound again.
1: Ow. Ow. (laughs) Exactly. And then, um, yeah, so I was just curious, because it's like, it reminded me of in in the original Star Wars movie, where the stormtroopers are walking through their squadron, and the one of them bonks their head. And I'm like, did that happen on accident and no one noticed? Or are they trying to make stormtroopers look like even bigger idiots than they already are?
0: I I think it kind of fit in his character, whether it was written in the script or not. But it's like, also, I thought that was weird, because... If that, let's say, wasn't written in, and that is the actor's actual reaction, he is a grown fucking man. If I banged my shin that hard, and it was audible how hard he, I would have been like, fuck. He was like, eh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny, though, because then it's like, you know, I'm the kind of person where if I bump my shin, I apologize to the table sometimes. But then also I'm known to be like, fuck.
0: You apologize.
1: Yeah, it's just like it depends, and so it's like I kind of buy that sometimes he you just make a weird sound because I'm kind of a weird dude too.
0: Yeah, I could see you doing something like that. Yeah, um,
1: it's also a, no offense. It's also a PG television show, so they can't say that. Oh, something I didn't even write this down. I just noticed it when I was watching. Speaking of P- PG show, after Lassie spilled his coffee on himself, he was we could hear him say "damn it all," but you didn't actually hear him say "damn." You just I I at least just heard him say it all. And I'm like, well obviously he said damn it all cuz that's what you say.
0: Yeah. But Maybe that's weird because they say the word bitch in this show.
1: Yeah, they say bitch. Do they say so shit? Bitch
0: is okay, but no. No. But but the f word and the s word aren't. I
1: the, don't know
0: why damn No, they say damn in this show. There's yeah. no reason they would have bleeped that out.
1: No. I want to look up um what language is okay on PG television show. Actually, I can look it up. Um, psych
0: psych rating TV
1: or... rating um, no not your audience rating I want mature rating MPAA or... rating or it's not the motion picture
0: it's their TV rating is PG
1: PG okay TV PG contains material that parents may find unsuitable for younger children but I want to f- find out what specifically it like allows
0: swear words yeah
1: because I'm in like a PG-13 movie you can have one f word, but you can't have it mean sexual.
0: Oh, you can okay. say
1: like, you can say like, oh fuck this, but you can't say I want to fuck you.
0: Well, we <laughs> that was very straight. <laughs> well, we know they say bitch in this show, right? And damn, yeah. Oh,
1: interesting. So you'll you'll notice that TV has descriptions to indicate the presence of specific types of content. So if it's like TV MA. And it's like a violent show, it'll have TVMAV or TVMAL mm. oh, for language, yeah, for language. Or, or TVMAS for sexual, sexual content and so, so on. Um, oh, well, um, couldn't really find anything, but...
0: Well, I know what swear words they use yeah, and I know which ones they definitely don't. So right. I think it's... I mean, if I were a parent, I'd be totally okay with my kid watching this show. It's oh, yeah. not...
1: I don't see why not. I mean, the only thing that would be really problematic for a young child, for me at least, would be just, it can be heavy. Like, talking about suicide and stuff. It's just like, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't really understand that, so you'd have to explain it to them. And they probably
0: wouldn't get all the jokes,
1: too. Oh, yeah, definitely there are some jokes that they wouldn't get, but there are jokes like that in Disney movies.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, a lot of them. (laughs) Um, Talk about sexual...
1: Right, <laughs> references. Um, I wrote down when Sean realizes that the phone guy is the um, is the missing link. Um, I like how it was a callback to McNabb's line in the in the first scene where they're walking up to the crime scene, where they said the guy from the phone company called, and yeah. I was like, oh shit! I thought at first that you know when that scene happened, I was like, oh, was just that's a bit of throwaway dialogue, doesn't really mean anything. Oh, yeah. But then they call back to it, and they're like, oh, that's why they you know how he can connect it and i'm like that's cool
0: yeah i love that and that's when sean has that uh, aha moment because he's like that's what they all had in common they were they happened when the phone guy was on the line like so that's why he could overhear the caller's conversation and then find out where they live and uh,
1: yeah so i wonder um was the phone guy um like was he hilton bach hilton bach was he taking extra time with all the phone repairs just so he could have more time listening to the callers what do you think because surely they'd be asking him like hey what's your progress on the repairs of our yeah. phone lines he's like i and don't know
0: i've been murdering people <laughs> after a week he's like you know <laughs> i actually don't know what i'm doing but um
1: yeah i'm, yeah, I don't know. I'm a plumber That's i don't funny. know electricity
0: um yeah i like that i don't know um, so they, they um, are like, oh, well, let's just find out the last person who called, who he listened to, and we'll go to their place. It's probably the next victim. And it's McNabb. And it's McNabb. Yeah. And we, just hearing his voice over the phone. Yeah. I don't know. That kind of was chilling to me.
1: Right. And for me, it's the oh shit. Because then the the um, the connection I made was like, wait a second. McNabb wouldn't have called the line if Laster wasn't such a dick to nope. him. Nope. He would have, if if Laster just like sucked it up and gave him a little bit of advice he was like listen dude on my wedding night i couldn't get it up you know <laughs> if you just swallowed his pride um i know yeah and then left, he wouldn't have been in any danger
0: oh i mean that's a common thing we see with like all the male characters in the show is they just have such a hard time opening up to each other
1: so much pride yep
0: yeah so much pride even sean and gus the closest of friends have trouble doing it yeah um, but
1: who knows? If it wasn't McNab, it could have been someone who was located farther away, and they wouldn't have gotten there in time. You know to save him. So it's like, yeah. At the end of the day, who knows what would have happened?
0: Yeah. So Sean and Gus race to McNab's apartment, and right before they go in, they have their fist. Bump. The
1: fist bump. There it is. I love that
0: they. they I love that they. They know McNab is in danger, and they take the time to quickly. Yeah. I know it's only a second, but yeah. they take the time to just.
1: Like yeah, just... like, we did it. We did it. We, we got him. Yeah,
0: and they barge in, and they yeah. see poor McNabb standing on the bed. And first of all, that actor is Sage something. He is so tall. He's 6'5", and he looks even taller when he's standing on that bed.
1: Um, Sage Brocklebank.
0: Wow, that's a great name, that's honestly. A good name.
1: I've never heard that name before.
0: So they barge in, and they see Hilton Bach standing there with a gun, and then if you notice a noose so it looks like the way he was gonna make it look like suicide is was he was gonna make McNabb i hang totally was himself.
1: not paying attention to that
0: you didn't see that but he's holding the gun and he's holding a noose
1: right okay mm-hmm.
0: so that's probably how yep. he was gonna make it look like a suicide um of course he doesn't know McNabb works for the cops
1: oh right yeah
0: yeah um and so we figure out that his mo hilton box motive is that like He's killing, he was really messed up after his brother committed suicide. He didn't kill him, but he watched his brother die, which that's yeah. traumatizing for anyone watching right. a loved one kill themselves. Yeah. And he kind of flipped. And now he wants yeah. to get back at his brother by killing anyone who also called this hotline.
1: Right, because the brother called that hotline for yeah. help. So and I then...
0: wanted to do some research oh, into okay. that and like how yeah. people respond to sui- respond to suicide. So according to the Mayo Clinic, suicide grief is very common when a loved one kills themselves. Uh, The article says, you might be angry with your loved one for abandoning you or leaving you with a legacy of grief or angry with yourself or others for missing clues about suicidal intention. Mm -hmm. And in this case, Hilton Bach had a, you know, he had a really, I guess, extreme case of suicide grief and his anger led him to take it out on other people and hurt other other people
1: yeah interesting so it's a so it's a documented thing which makes it makes sense that you latch onto one of the stages of grief in this case yeah it would be anger and you lash out because they weren't considerate to you because they killed themselves without realizing how much or without thinking about how much that would affect you
0: yeah and um right. I when I first watched this episode a long long time ago. I thought, you know, that's a little far fetched. You know, you get so broken up about your brother killing himself, you go kill other people. You know, but maybe it's, it's not. I mean, it only takes a little something to flip some someone's, you know, mind. And I thought the actor, um, Scott Michael Campbell, who plays Hilton Bach, did a great job at that scene. That scene especially, just you can tell he's, you can tell he's messed up. Yeah, and he has so tell, much going on in yeah, his head. He, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Okay, so I want to veer a little bit from the case and just talk about that actor, Scott Michael Campbell, who plays Hilton Bach. Okay. Because I've seen this episode. You veering? Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Here's a dollar. Um, I actually never noticed. I don't know why it took me so long. I'm so mad at myself. Um, this is the first time I think I really focused on the actor because he's always looked familiar to me, and I didn't know why. He's not like a big name actor, You know, right? But this is the first time I was like, "Shit, he looks a lot like this guy I've seen in a Criminal Minds episode—not a regular character, you know, like guest star.
1: Just kind of like what he is in this episode, right?"
0: And I looked it up, and it's him. And the connection is scary with who he plays in this episode of Psych and the Criminal Minds episode. Um, Unfortunately, I'm not the first person to notice this. Other people have said this online, so I do want to credit other people but like I had the idea I looked it up cuz I thought I was making this big revelation thing. Okay. <laughs> but okay, so here it is. So um the character or the actor um Scott Michael Campbell played a character in Nine Lives who was like a I mean he was a serial killer. He killed more than one person. Um and he, you know, after the suicide of his brother, he goes on this, like, serial killing rampage. Right. Um, and makes it look like these people are killing themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So get this. In the Criminal Minds episode, it was in season three. The episode is called High, Higher Power. He plays a death-type serial killer who stages murders no to look way. like suicides after the death of his brother
1: no way and in both
0: instances who he plays is caught while in the process of another murder by an unexpected twist and both times his character kills people whom he deems are weak wow right wow right i do okay little disclaimer i've only seen up to season five of criminal minds but oh my god wow. isn't that it's weird the same
1: character was that so, done on purpose uh, which came first, Criminal Minds or Psych? Psych, right? I, I, I think, think Criminal Minds later. That's I think weird. Psych.
0: Um, uh, Criminal Minds started in... Ni- uh, okay, Psych which, started in 2006. When right. did Criminal Minds start? 2005.
1: Oh, wait. Okay, but season three. Season three of Criminal Minds would have been 2008, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And season one of Psych was 2006. So this
0: came so first. So Psych was first. Okay. Oh, my God. I wonder if those, like, Criminal Minds people saw his Scott Michael Campbell's great performance in this and was just, like, copy and paste. Let's
1: take that a little (laughs) bit there.
0: No, like, seriously, I was just, like, it can't. Because I remember that episode, and I was, like, it can't be the same actor. It it can't. And then it is. And it was. Wow. And I was so excited. Same actor
1: and the same character. How about that?
0: Literally the same character. So
1: different circumstances, obviously, because they don't have a Sean Spencer Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But that's
1: fascinating. And I want, so i wonder how he felt about that like he's like am i being typecast
0: (laughs) i'm just gonna be a serial killer i
1: haven't seen bones but i noticed he had a credit for bones also and bones is like one of those procedural like murder mystery shows so Mm. it's possible that he was yet another character like this in that show so which
0: okay he just looks like an your average guy yeah he doesn't look like a creepy serial killer or an aggressive person which right makes him kind of the perfect
1: it's probably just his like talent, because yeah. he just looks fairly normal, and then he has great a great performance in that character. So
0: yeah, what he did really well in Psych is it, you feel slightly bad for him. Mm-hmm. You know, as all the best antagonists, yeah, exactly. There is not a hundred percent feelings of hate to him towards yeah. him. You know, his brother committed suicide, and he had a, he watched it, and it's just like. Oh God, his acting was so good. Um, you're yeah. yawning. Am I boring you, Jacob?
1: No, I'm sorry. It's I like, thought that. It's like I thought catching recording... that
0: little thing was super cool. That was cool. a
1: really good detail. Good catch.
0: Um. So yeah. Um. The episode ends with obviously he gets caught and Sean gives McNab little boy cat.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I and then I like the little joke about what Chief Vic got on the registry.
0: The asparagus steamer? The
1: asparagus steamer, yeah. Uh,
0: isn't that just a steamer? It's
1: just a steamer. Just a double boiler or pot or something.
0: And then McNabb yeah. does this yeah. cute little goofy smile.
1: Yeah, he does. Man, I love he that. has he His teeth, he could demolish a corn on the cob with those teeth.
0: Right? Oh my god. Yeah. Can you imagine?
1: He could do it like ch- through a fence.
0: <laughs> like a goat. Like a goat. Oh, uh, and um, actually backtracking a little bit, I know we finished the case, but when... Um, They're like McNab. You called the, like the line. McNab goes. I just I just need to talk to someone. No one would talk to me. Yeah, and he looks at Lassiter, and Lassiter is like.
1: Lassiter rolls his eyes. I know. And I f- I'm like, okay, dude, that was your moment to like concede a little bit and be like, okay, I'm sorry. I should have should have heard you out a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but then he just rolls his eyes, and I'm like,
0: oh. Well, fuck. I understand. In that moment, he was still had his gun. Trained on the on the back right. guy, but it's a like high still, Ugh. Uh. yeah. I I hope Lassie took him out for coffee or something after. Right. With his three creams and four sugars. Yeah. Yeah. So the end of the episode is a little bit like you said. It kind of goes back to the beginning of the episode, which was there their Gus and Sean are eating that cereal that yeah. young Sean was eating.
1: Fruit Loops, off-brand Fruit Loops.
0: Yeah, because they can't put. Yeah. And. We learn that Gus timed the bowls out perfectly. I think he goes, it was supposed to be me, then you, then me, then, then me, you, and then, then, then I get the ring, the yeah. mood ring. And then he figures out that, you know, of course, Sean just opened up the bottom of the box.
1: Yeah. And exactly he, the same as when he was a kid.
0: And um, I don't know if you noticed this, but Gus gets upset and Sean's wearing the ring and it's clearly blue. And he says, right. it's oh.
1: A, same as same as the first Yeah, like, what does scene. he say? It's a blue, it's like a blue ring. Yeah, yeah. And then he said... Oh, Gus, you seem to have changed my mood from orangish gray to reddish brown or something like that. I think it
0: was green to green. like, or I don't remember, yeah. but it wasn't blue.
1: He, yeah, but it clearly the ring was, blue. was so blue. Yeah, what the hell? That bothered
0: me. They could have Did just they... said you could have changed it from blue to
1: right. You didn't see it after he said yeah. the line because he flipped his hand up and was looking at it. So you could have just said any other color. He was like, you could have you. You, yeah. you changed my mood from blue to ne- neon brown or yeah. something like neon that. Neon brown. <laughs> and then, whatever. Yeah. But, you know.
0: I think it was a fluke. Yeah. So Gus gets upset. And what he does is, I think, so immature. He, he dips his finger in Sean's cereal and swirls it around. <laughs> and Sean's like, okay, well, I'm going to eat yours then. I don't know, if someone swirled your their finger in your bowl of cereal, would you just continue to don't eat it? Don't
1: fuck with my Fruit Loops.
0: Okay. But that wasn't what I was right. asking. Well If someone did fuck with your Fruit Loops, would you just keep eating it?
1: Uh Or would you Well, I'd take a look at your hands and
0: if... True, that depends on who the person is. <laughs> Gus is a relatively clean hands. person.
1: I wouldn't mind if Gus Gus no. did that. I think that'd be fine. But if there's some if you like were if you're work like if you work in like like repairing septic tanks you're not fucking with my fruit loops
0: yeah that's i think that's fair
1: thank you so much for listening to this episode of we're psyched this is our fifth episode um halfway to double digits can't believe it um thank you for listening again uh we appreciate any sort of feedback you could give us um reach out to us on the social media myself on instagram at jacob
0: and me at ellen.m underscore 22
1: Uh, reach out to us uh, at we're psyched podcast at gmail.com just beware of spoilers because I'm new to the show Um, we'd love to hear reviews um, five stars only please Um, (laughs) on uh, Apple Podcasts Spotify SoundCloud help boost our numbers Um, thank you for listening what's up next
0: our next episode is Psych season one episode six weekend warriors
1: weekend warriors that's a I think the most vague title yet I think it is all right well, I'm excited to see what's up next.
0: Yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks we'll catch place. you next time. Bye. McNabb yeah. goes to Lasseter for some advice because he's stressing out. He's getting married. Mm-hmm. He's worried about... He's five about pounds
1: him. away from his weight, gain, his weight uh, goal.
0: Yeah, and he's a little bit nervous about his performance on yes, their wedding night.
1: he's going to have the nerve soft. No, I'm gonna not say that because that the doesn't. nerve soft. No, what is the the what is the nerves? Never mind. What? Okay, like when you when when you're nervous, you can't perform.
0: Isn't that just being, the
1: nerve soft? Holy is, fuck! Is that actually no? The term? It's not what it's the called. The nerve soft. No. Does anyone know what fuck?
0: Jacob's talking about?
1: Uh, I'm cutting this shit.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, the
1: nerve. Soft. The nerve soft. Holy okay.
0: fuck.